Welcome to the D2C podcast, brought to you by M3 Digital. Welcome to episode one of the D2C podcast, brought to you by M3 Digital. I'm sitting here with with Jack, Performance Director at M3. How's it going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good, mate. How are you? Great, mate. Great. Episode one. Um, so the purpose of this podcast, tackle a few topics, tricky topics in the direct-to-consumer lands, uh, landscape um, and how we're approaching those, providing solutions, analysis, these types of things, and hopefully in turn brings you a little bit of value. Mm. Got mm. some good stuff on the agenda. Yeah, some big stuff, some, some big topics, great, great topics for our first episode, I think. You know, there's going to be some huge value in each of those and um, yeah, keen to get stuck into them. Epic. Let's get straight in. All right, we've got Facebook attribution. Uh, what that's looking like at the moment and then kind of what we're doing to alleviate um, some of the issues that are presented by that and then some of the tools that we're using as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, big topic. I think it's, it's a topic that's, you know, if, if anyone's watched podcasts or, or anyone in the space is, is well aware of what's happening in terms of attribution and how Facebook's dropped off since iOS what was it March March 2021 so yeah. Um, so yeah a commonly discussed um, topic but I think the most exciting thing is that we, we get to discuss some some areas that we're seeing wins some some platforms that we're using to to get those wins some yeah some positives yeah um, and, and I guess first front of mind is is some third party platforms that we're using to yep. alleviate that yeah um, so probably. The, I think the biggest thing at the moment is how unpredictable and unreliable the reporting with an ads manager is, even with Cappy and the mm. integration behind that. Um, you know, we're seeing some ridiculous things, um, you know, like 19 purchases from 10 clicks um, <laughs> yeah. and, and an inaccurate attribution. Um, and that's been proven by third party softwares that we've integrated that show very different figures to what Facebook show. Mm. Sometimes tens of thousands of dollars in difference in attribution, yep. um, which is which is fascinating. Mm. Um, so heaps of tools out there. Yep, some big ones. I think, um, and, you know, a few that we've used as well. So, um, you know, a lot of people heard of Heroes and some of those big ones, such as Triple Whale, Wicked Reports, uh, AnyTrack. Yeah, and, and a variety of our clients have used each of these tools. I think one that we're seeing work pretty well, and especially in the e-com space, is Triple Whale at the moment. Yeah. Um, so um, I think we've got three clients onboarded on Triple Whale at the moment. And um, a great example of how that's working for one particular client is um, the more real-time reporting that we're getting from, from Triple Whale. Yeah. Um, so for example, obviously we're in the end of financial year sales period at the moment, and um, clients using Triple Whale have been able to use real-time data, which we, we haven't been able to get from Facebook for some, you know, time. some time. So, and and um, yeah, great example of that was that first day of the sale. Um, we, we were sort of you know keeping an eye on both platforms, both sides. Um, Facebook was saying zero zero sales, zero purchases. You know, a bit of intent in the, in the account there, but Triple Whale was already attributing multiple sales, so yeah. we were able to act on that much quicker. And I guess um, in short, that's. That's really how it's, it's helped us um, to get results in the account, especially over the last few days in the sales period and, and you know, even in the Evergreen campaigns as well. Yeah, it's absolutely game changing. Mm. I mean, mm -hmm. in reality, um, what you're able to generate from a sale when getting instant feedback and instant attribution, how you're, to make, you're, how, how you're able to make decisions mm -hmm. to scale budget, double budget within an hour, within 
yeah. you know, on the minute, you can see the conversions yep. come through to the specific campaign lines if you wanted to sit in triple whale mm-hmm. um, and optimize that way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I think I think what what we're kind of using triple whale for at the moment is actually the source of truth. Yeah, um, and then we're using you know, um, business, Facebook Business Manager, um, Google Ads as actually just the medium to 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 action yeah. what we're seeing yeah. within triple whale. So we're using triple whale as kind of like the overall operating system. Yeah, yeah. for powering our our growth. Yeah, yeah, brands. yeah. I don't know about you. I think over the last few months, obviously, we've used a number of these platforms. And we've been skeptical. We've potentially not fully moved or integrated to the plat- one of those platforms. There's a number that we've tried. I mean, it's for the first time. It's probably the first time since we've been trying these platforms that we've actually gone, okay, this platform works. And we sort of have a bit of trust in the data that it's showing us. And, and the actual sort of real-time revenue that's coming through for the client as well. So, you know, Triple Whale also shows you live orders. And it was, it's even um, goes as far as showing you you know, Jane bought this product and, and you can actually see her journey and, yep. and how she's clicked on a Facebook ad and which um, specific Facebook ad she's clicked. So, you know, it gives you that real confidence that, um, you know, that it's working, it's accurate, it's not over-reporting. Um, and, you know, that gives us also the confidence to then go, okay, cool, we can scale yep. that particular ad or ads, ad set or whatever it might be. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's also got other great features like LTV cohorts, mm-hmm. Um, customer journeys, um, time to purchase analysis and the different times it takes for someone to first engage with your product, website, ad, yeah. and how long it actually takes for them to make a purchasing decision, which again, within Facebook and your seven day windows, mm. um, you don't get that. You don't get that insight. So it gives you the full, you know, uh, all time vision essentially, as soon as you've had triple well integrated with proper UTMs, you can see if someone takes 90 days to purchase, 180 days to purchase, whatever. Mm-hmm. You get mm-hmm. much clearer insight into that, which I think is a, a really critical piece um, of of information and, and kind of how you apply that to your like long-term growth marketing strategy. Yeah, yeah, there's heaps of tools in there. And I guess even sitting away from the attribution, that there's, there's a lot of the costing side of, or the business op costs and, and basic um, operation costs that, that you can input into the platform as well. And you know, it's something that we work with clients on, making sure that they're profitable the whole way through in terms of their ad spend and, and what they're getting back from it. So, um, you know, there's many benefits outside of attribution from Triple Whale as well that our clients can totally. benefit from. Totally. Yep. Again, it's like, you know, and they market it this way. It's essentially your, your e-commerce operating system. You can plug in all of your OPEX, your operating expenses. You can plug in your COGS and it essentially can spit out daily profit, seven day profit, 30 day profit, yep. yearly profit, um, providing you've entered all of your custom metrics correctly. Yep. It pulls all the rest of the data for you um, and gives you incredible insight, daily insight mm-hmm. to your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, mate, let's jump through to the next one. Um, so CTR, so we'll talk specifically, um, around how we're using CTR as a benchmark metric for testing new creatives. Mm-hmm. Obviously content at the moment is, um, there's a lot of hype around content at the moment and it is critical, yeah. um, and how we're using CTR to kind of judge whether the ads that we're running to the audiences typically via broad are actually relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's um, it kind of goes hand in hand with the last topic a little bit, you know, where we, we're maybe not having as much transparency in account. This using click-through rates has become even more powerful, even more important, making sure that, you know, based on a click-through rate, 
whether whether an ad or an audience is the correct audience or whether that ad is resonating correctly um and uh, you know i think um you spoke about you know certain clients having 19 purchases off 10 clicks or sorry the reverse of that 10 purchases off 19 clicks which just doesn't make sense in terms of um in terms of that volume turning to an actual purchase so um yeah something that we're definitely really keeping a close eye on when we're testing content yeah i think you know in, in short um ctr right so let's say you've got a you know five new ads you running them to a broad audience using your, your your pixel data and using the ai algorithm you run those five ads if your ctr is high it genuinely means that the ad that you're running with the messaging the content the creative whatever is resonating with the audience mm-hmm. meaning that you're on the right track mm-hmm. so we'll typically set that if it works well then we can know to iterate on that type of creative because we know that it's resonating we know that it's resonating because the ctr is high Mm -hmm. so if you're running if you're running an ad to an audience and you see this with the attribution like you mentioned Mm -hmm. the ctr could be 0.1 0.2 percent which we see Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden facebook dumps 10 purchases on it 72 hours later but it's not had you know it's it's had very few clicks it's like a key problem Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. space so we're kind of using um ctr um, and the, and in turn CPCs is actually a critical way to measure content resonating with the audience based on you know broad or the AI yeah. of, of the platform. Totally, totally. And then even on the reverse side of that, when when we're looking to scale particular ads, we see them working. Um, you know, it doesn't make sense to scale an ad that's only at like a zero point zero point one percent click through rate. It's, it's, it's going to be impossible. It's going to be very very expensive. Firstly, to to be able to scale that correctly, and you know when. You know, a number of our clients are set at fairly low average order values. That just doesn't make sense for them to yeah. scale an ad like that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you're not focusing on CTR, uh, make CTR big focus, yeah, in, your, a big in, your, focus. in your content testing strategy at the moment. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, let's jump through to broad audiences. How are we utilizing broad? Because again, you know, there's the there's the all time joke around, um, you know, running broad, running interest, running LALs. Some people just run broad, very simple setup. Some people try to make it a bit more complex with LALs and interests. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what's what's your thoughts on that and how we're using that uh, broad approach uh, with our clients at the moment? Um, so yeah, our, our approach to it has changed. Um, you know, broad's nothing. It's not a new subject, right? Like it's something that's. There's always been a fundamental of, an, of a Facebook account, top of funnel, running abroad alongside, like you said, look likes and interests. Um, but again, sort of like rolling back around sort of the first topic and attribution and basic data that Facebook has, it's, became, it's become more, definitely become much more important to run broad audiences yeah. based off of that bra- uh, broader um, AI that Facebook uses. So our approach at the moment is um, really running broad, mainly broad top of funnel considering also you know the type of product or uh, the brand itself how many products they have in in their um in their range um and whether that that pixel data is going to be skewed so i mean ideally you know you're already focusing on one product um with a one pixel uh, ideally and uh, you know there's one audience um if you have several products with the same same audience that could also work um and then you're going to get the most out of a broad audience because your pixel data is really catered to that audience yeah um and then I guess in terms of how we test creative to abroad, we, we, we at the moment are typically creating new sets of creative and testing one piece of creative to one broad ad set and testing them out that way, giving specific budget to each um, piece of creative and broad audience and then uh, giving them a fair time to test based on 
um, you know, target CPA, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's typically what we'll use. We'll use broad for content testing, mm-hmm. you know, typically and our content test strategy will run broad. If it works on broad, then we look at, look to run it across interests, yeah. LALs, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but you I think your point around ideally marketing one product or, or having your pixel data based around one type of persona mm-hmm. is super critical um, in the current landscape while everyone's going AI. Facebook's yeah. telling you to run the most automated setup possible, which and many times is debatable. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that with multiple different products on a store that fit multiple different audiences or personas and you're trying to sell all of those products to through the same pixel via broad, it won't work. Like no. we see it often not work. So hence where you're, you know, where you've mentioned, bring in your LALs, you know, yeah. create your segments and Clavio around certain people that have bought certain products and create LALs based on that, of those types of customer lists. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. We, like you say, we've seen it way too often that, um, you know, you're really going to get the benefits of a broad audience when that, that pixel data is correct. You know, it's really catered towards that particular person who's going to buy that product. Um, and you know, we, we've obviously been testing this with other brands that do run various products to, you know, differing audiences and personas. So, and, and often as a result of that, um, broad audience audiences don't typically work as well with them. And yeah, like you say, that's where you, you would still utilize lookalike audiences. You'd still utilize maybe strong interests that are based around, for example, like, um, interest audiences that have strong Facebook presences, like Facebook mm-hmm. pages and, yeah. um, and the like. So, um, you know, there's, there's still merit in interests and lookalikes, but just used tactically in the right places. Yeah. Not so broadly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Um, I think that wraps us up, mate. I think so. It was I a pretty, so. pretty good episode one. I think we, we went over a few interesting things um, and hopefully anyone who's listening found some value in that and you, you, you can take some key takeaways and implement them on your businesses to hopefully improve the way that you're doing things. Totally. Totally. Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate.